Hi guys, welcome to Unbreak the Wall. Hi guys, thank you for tuning in. Ritwik, the other day I was just wondering how people who are struggling in their life, hitting rock bottoms, magically turn it all around. Either they build a company worth billions or land their dream job. Doesn't this thought fascinate you? Each such stories have always inspired me. But you know what people get wrong is that they think that this is an overnight sensation. In reality, only when we dive deep do we understand the struggle and determination which is required to reach where they are now. We had the privilege to talk to one such individual. In this episode, we talk to a personality who is on a mission to turn underdogs into winners, Jonathan Javier. If you are active on LinkedIn, there's a 9 out of 10 chance that you've engaged with one of his many posts on motivation, career guidance, or his early day stories. The CEO and co-founder of Monsulting, he's already had work ex from mighty companies like Google, Snapchat, Cisco, and is one of the most approachable guys on LinkedIn. We are really, really excited for the conversation that lies ahead of us. Without any further ado, we welcome hashtag Jonathan Words of Wisdom. Hi, Jonathan. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Heat. Really appreciate it. Our pleasure. It's completely our pleasure. Yeah, so Jonathan, I would like to start off, I mean, by saying that you have a very unique story, right? Uh, with your fair shares of ups and downs. And now you have turned it around, like your life around 180 degrees. Could you tell us a bit about why you decided to start with consulting? Yeah, of course. Um, consulting was just an idea at first. And so what I saw was there is a gap between these non-target schools, which are basically schools that don't get directly recruited from, from top companies, and then also non-traditional background students. So, for example, individuals that come from international backgrounds or people who come from first-generation backgrounds. So I saw that there's this huge gap, and the system would teach us that we would have to apply to uh, thousands of jobs, and you would receive responses back from one, but... I never really received responses back from any. So I knew that there was, there had to be a different approach to it, and that's why uh, I just used LinkedIn to get my all my jobs at Snapchat, Google, and Cisco, all LinkedIn. And that's what I really teach with consulting. And so I started consulting when I was at Google and basically helped a lot of these turning underdogs into winners, and it just became kind of a motto for a lot of people because everybody has their underdog story, but everybody wants to turn into a winner at the end of the day, right? So today we've helped hundreds of thousands of people, which has been incredible to say the least, been able to get people jobs, not only from where I am at in the US, but also where you guys are at. So that's been an incredible experience to say the least, and I'm looking forward to continue growing and uh, helping more people turn from underdogs into winners. Yeah, I guess that's like, that's extremely impressive and it's a problem many people face. And I mean, you recently left Cisco and you're completely focused on consulting now. How did you, you know, come around to take that leap of faith? Yeah, so I took that leap of faith because, number one, I just love doing what I do, right? So if you find a passion that you love doing, whether it's in regards to your full-time job in corporate or your own entrepreneurship, it's important to stick with that because that makes you happy. So that made me happy. I feel like I was just in corporate because, for example, that kind of built that credibility aspect of, okay, this guy Jonathan has helped these 
underdogs turn into winners by getting them into these big corporate companies. It provided that credibility aspect, correct? So that's when I decided to take the leap because I was like, okay, I'm going to go get into Snap, Google, Cisco without ever applying. And I'm going to show people because a lot of people doubted me. They're like, Jonathan, you can't do that. You don't come from a target school. You don't come from a Harvard. <laughs> all right. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go do it. And then one of the hardest fields was a strategy and basically did it without ever even applying. It was just all through LinkedIn. So, yeah. And then another thing to, to as well is the community part. Your community is so important, especially with taking that leap. Because, for example, if your community or friends and family don't believe in you, then you're going to fail. But if you have people who are by your side and push you to do as best as you can, not only for yourself but for others, you realize that that leap of faith isn't just a leap of faith. It's a journey, and it's something that's going to continue growing and developing as long as you keep that strong foundation. So that's why I basically left and I'm now going to be pursuing that entrepreneurship dream. Yeah, so I mean, the reason I asked you because we are trying to help people take that leap of faith. That's exactly why I asked you the question. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Yeah, and I was going to say, yeah, especially for people who are trying to take that leap of faith, if you're thinking of it, just think about how you're going to build and also the people who are going to support you. The people who aren't supporting you are going to be like, he. Don't, don't do it. And you're going to be like, why? And they're going to be like, I, I just don't want you to do it. But the thing is, if you have a plan of action and a call to action, then follow that dream because you can make it into a reality. Uh, Jonathan, that's the idea of this podcast, to make people believe and make people break the shackles where we follow someone else's mindset rather than ours. So that's the idea, to follow what we want rather than what the society wants you to do, right? So, uh, Jonathan, as I suggested, your idea is to convert underdogs to winners, right? And at one point in time, you yourself were an underdog, right? So, what was the experience like then, and how did you push yourself consistently to reach where you are today? Yeah, so, I still consider myself an underdog. Reason being is because I come from a uh, Filipino background, and Filipinos aren't really big here in the U.S. It's... We are associated directly with Asians, when in fact we're a very small percentage of Asians. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, basically, yeah, when, when I was like an underdog, like when I was in college, yeah, I always felt like I wasn't really good enough. I still remember, I look at my friends and some people from other schools and I compare myself to them. And that's the wrong thing to do, especially with comparing yourself to other individuals in a negative outlook, right? So a negative outlook in this case would be, for example, if you compare yourself to someone who works at Google and you're like, wow, why don't I have an opportunity at Google? And then you put that person down because they work at that company and you don't, and that's kind of a negative aspect of it. But it can be positive, right? That's so what I did was I changed, that, I changed that mindset because I was like, all right, I see this person being successful I'm not going to be put down by them because they got into their career. I'm going to be utilizing that to get into my own. So what I did was I saw the successful people. I then associated with them, and then I also reached out to them. What most people do when it's inclined, especially with your psychological mindset, is that you ultimately feel kind of jealous. You're like, wow, this person got a job. Let me go beat them. Well, why beat them when you can literally join them and ask them for help? You see that change of mindset? That's exactly what I did. Same thing for entrepreneurship. If you see someone 
who's successful in a field that you want to get into, why not just ask them for help instead of just being like, all right, like Heat has this amazing podcast with hundreds of thousands of listeners. I'm just going to try to beat him. Well, why don't you just go ask Heat how he was able to scale his podcast? Definitely. You see what I mean? Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, the point of uh, this podcast and the point is that, you know, we as teenagers generally, we strive to find relative happiness rather than absolute happiness. Right? So I want to be as happy as Ritwik, but why can't I just be happy on my own? Right? So that's the, the problem is comparing ourselves to literally everyone out there, right? Uh, comparing yeah. ourselves to the people who are in this wall of fame, people who are sorted for life as we call them. Right? So that's, that's a problem that uh, we found that needs to be addressed. Yes, so, he, and I was going to say too as well, and um, it, that's such an important point. Uh, the dependency of being happy because of a perception of what people think of you rather than what you think of yourself. I think it's important to think about that, especially if you're trying to make that leap of faith, right? So that's why it's important. Yeah, I still remember I judged myself based off the amount of likes I have on LinkedIn rather than <laughs> rather than me, right? So it's very important to change that aspect and that mindset. Makes, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so Jonathan, you also mentioned, and obviously we know that you work for Google and Cisco without having a corporate background. So how did LinkedIn help you with that and what do you think people should do on LinkedIn? Yeah, so they should follow me on LinkedIn. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm messing. You can, yeah, definitely follow. I, I just post different strategies. But yeah, so yeah, I didn't really have a corporate or tech background getting into my first job at Snap. Um, so what I did was I just used LinkedIn and how you use LinkedIn is I'll give you some different strategies. Number one, you have to reach out to people. I mean, you can't just simply go apply to roles on the LinkedIn jobs and then simply wait. It doesn't work like that. You have to reach out to people who work in the companies you are specifically interested in and how you do this. The, and the reason why I'm going to explain it is because people will be like, yeah, I've reached out to hundreds of people and they don't respond. It's fine. Right. But you have to share, you have to find a commonality between you and the other person or you got to provide value to them. So, for example, like I was mentioning before this podcast, I usually don't take a lot of different calls except if it's through consulting. But he literally wrote me an amazing message and then also invited me to speak on this podcast. He's providing value. Right. Not only that, he's giving a great first impression from a personalized invite and note. So that's why it's very important to provide that value. And as my good friend Austin Belsack says, that value validation project, which we've been doing with the Monsul Team Project 2020. So that part. A second part was in regards to personal branding, which is how I got from Snapchat to Google. Uh, basically, actually, content creation. Sorry, not personal branding. Content creation. So what I did was it created a post, said that I was leading Snapchat and that I wanted to connect with more professionals in the tech industry. That's how I got all my interviews, like I had 10 interviews from Google, Facebook, Lyft, all these different companies just from a simple LinkedIn post. So if you're making LinkedIn posts, it's great. The thing is, though, you have to have a call to action to each LinkedIn post. Like you can't just post just a post. Like what's the purpose of you posting? Think yeah. about that, right? And then last but not least, personal branding with Cisco. Um, just optimizing my profile for recruiters to go find it. And how I did this was I literally bought LinkedIn recruiter light search sales operations analyst found the first person on sales operations analyst. Then I copied what they had in their profile, 
that was relevant to my experiences, and then bam, I was a qualified candidate. Makes <laughs> <laughs> that makes total sense, Jonathan. That makes a lot of sense. But you know, uh, there are a lot of people on LinkedIn like me uh, who don't have an ulterior motive uh, right now, right? So, what homework do you think they should be doing to make sure that that platform, this platform of LinkedIn, helps them when the time comes? Yeah. So, so um, yes, this is very, very important. So, you the best. What I say all the time is the best time to go look for a job is when you have a job. But also, there's no loss for you creating LinkedIn content. There's only gains from it. Like I think the perception, right, Heat, is that people get scared of other people's opinions. It's totally fine. Totally fine. Right. The thing is, though, there's always going to be one person who's going to be like, Heat, I don't like your content. The thing is, that person is probably not making content, and they're probably insecure. But it, are you going to focus on that one person who says, I don't like your content? Or are you going to focus on the 99 people who say, wow, this is amazing, valuable, this is impactful? I still remember when I was starting creating my LinkedIn content, I would be very like sensitive to people who were like, Jonathan, I don't like your content. And then I was like, wow, is my content not good? When in fact, like I said before, it's all about mindset. So nowadays, when people say that, I listen. I don't block the noise. I listen. But the thing is, when I listen, I utilize it as motivation to be like, oh, thank you so much for that critique or that feedback. And then I try to be even better than I already am. Right? So that's why it's important for content creators out there who are trying to start. Try to do that and connect with influential people on the platform. Okay? It's very important to do that because they'll guide you down the path to continue growing and developing your content. Definitely, that, that helps a lot and it makes a lot of sense because I'm currently sailing in the same boat where you do get uh, affected if you do get negative responses from people because that's very justified. It's uh, you know basic human tendency to evaluate critiques uh, more than the positives, right? It's, it's how humans function, I think. 100%. So, yeah, and I'm going to say everybody, everybody on this uh, who's listening in, I'm just going to give a shout out to Heat again. Uh, you know, I just keep shouting this guy out because he's, he's super dope. Like, his content is great. Like, if you all check his content, it's great. Like, he says my content is great. Well, I think his content is great. But do you see that? Do you see how content creators support one another? That's the thing. The content creators on LinkedIn support one another. They don't know, like, like, he, I just don't like your content. I'm never going to say that because I, I genuinely do like it. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Jonathan. That means, that means a lot to me. I've been following uh, your footsteps, uh, as I mentioned beforehand itself. So, yeah, I did think you can go ahead with the next question. Yeah, so basically, uh, you know, at Unbreak the Wall, the podcast, we are trying to help people discover themselves, right? And encouraging themselves to be different. So, I just wanted to know, like, what is that journey? Like, how do you reach that stage where you're, you know, you want to go through that journey of discovering yourself and, you know, figure out what you were born to do, basically? Yeah, this is a great question. Being different is hard. You know why? Because you will get so much pushback from other people because you're trying to change the system or you're trying to defy the system. You're trying to be different than everybody else. And people don't like that. Right? But that's okay. I mean, I still remember I was just trying to be like everybody else in the beginning. And it was just like, okay, like I'm going to go get into a corporate job. I'm going to get into my career, my full-time role, and then I'm going to go do whatever. I'm just going to be the same as everybody else. 
But then when I tried to change and I discovered that I wanted to be different or I wanted to be not only a better version of myself, but a better version for other people, that's when people were like, oh, this guy's actually trying to change the system or he's trying to be different than all of us. So how I discovered that was a few different things. Number one, like I said before, your support system. I started associating with people who were so much more skilled and experienced than me. And I was motivated by it. And they pushed me to be as the best that I can. Like, guys, when I was in college, I thought I was just going to be a store manager at a retail company. I had my eyes set on it. And a personal story, it's kind of funny. My girlfriend at the time, when I was in college, I'm not with her anymore. Oh, she's an awesome person, though. But, <laughs> but I told her parents, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be a Kohl's store manager. Can you guys believe that? Sorry, Kohl's. No offense to you. But, you know what I mean? So it's just all about the people you associate with. And that's how you discover yourself. And then number two, just thinking deeply about your passion. Like, what do you do that sparks a flame in you? What gives you energy? What gives me energy is speaking with you all today and doing workshops, for example. So it's, that's why it's very important to kind of find yourself and discover it. Yeah, so uh, basically, we are ourselves on a path to self-discovery. So we just want to do know what you felt about it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Jonathan, there's one particular quote which fascinates me a lot, which is, uh, if everyone is trying to be different, doesn't it make all of us the same? That's something that I've thought about so much, that, you know, everyone is in this point, separate themselves from the crowd, and that in the end, they just all become the same. Right? So that's something that, you know, keeps you going. And I think being different has a lot to do about your lifestyle or your habits, right? So the way you balance work and personal life. That matters so, so much uh, in your attempt to be different. So, so what are these particular lifestyle habits uh, and the way you balance your work and professional life that you follow? Yeah, so that's a, that's a great, that's a great uh, quote right there. That's, that's definitely, definitely interesting one, and I, I agree. Um, yeah, so my, my habits are, number one, well, I actually don't eat any breakfast. <laughs> First off, um, I, uh, it's, it's interesting. I, I do intermittent fasting, so I won't eat until like 12. So I haven't eaten yet. Um, the reason being is also because it's just like in the mornings, I won't do anything from 8 to 10. Like I won't do any work or meetings. I try to have no meetings at 8 to 10. You know why? Because it's number one, when I wake up, I don't want to just be like, oh my gosh, I have to go to work. I never want to feel like that way. I just want to be very wholesome and just relax, do some yoga, work out, do something in the beginning to spark my day, okay? So that part's important. Number two, always trying to chat with people, especially in this virtual world that we have today. I always try to chat with people every single day because I want to keep that constant communication, et cetera. I think what happens is this. When you get into your career or your dream company in quotations, you then are like, okay, I've made it. That's it. I'm done networking. It's always important to continue networking with more people. And that's what I always do every single day. I try to network as best as I can to learn more about others. And number three, just doing something throughout the day that's fun. All right. So, for example, today uh, I'm going to be cooking an amazing salmon uh sandwich later on today and I'm looking forward to that but this it's something fun I like to do which is cooking so those are some of the habits I try to do because what I feel like is that if you have fun habits it makes life better 
and you're happier. Because cooking in general is a step master for a lot of people. And so I think that's a wonderful habit to, you know, inculcate and keep on practicing throughout your life because I think that's a really good step master to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also, uh, Jonathan, when we, we wanted to know also, like when it comes to your long-term vision, like where do you see yourself in one consulting in the next five years maybe? Yeah, so... Number one right now, it's it's been good. So we're connecting a lot of students and a lot of job seekers to opportunities, which has been incredible to say the least. So that's one part of what we're doing because we want to be able to be that bridge between these non-traditional, non-target students and these top companies to get them into their careers. So I see that continuously growing, especially with our partnerships with corporate companies. Like, guys, the reason why we have partnerships with corporate companies is, number one, is everything I teach on LinkedIn with following up and staying connected is because I literally stay connected with every person that's helping in my career. That's how we've been able to get the corporate partners. So those corporate partnerships part is very important. Number two, our speaker series, which has been incredible. It's been, we've had hundreds of thousands of people attend, uh, really big name speakers on LinkedIn as well. So continue growing that, but also hopefully doing it in person. Um, when everything dies down, of course. Number three, I just want to travel more. Guys, I used to travel everywhere. Like, I went to Jordan to do a keynote, like the country. Um, I went to Canada a lot. I went to a lot of different cool places, and I want to be able to travel more. What I'm thinking is actually, I was thinking of this idea this past week, but, like, traveling to different countries once everything is, is good to go and staying there a month and just be doing consulting work. I think that would just be super fun. But I don't know, the future is fun. That's what I look at. I never look at it negatively like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? I I always look at it in a very positive outlook. <laughs> definitely, definitely, Jonathan. Uh, that's something, you know, absolutely, I think all the listeners are definitely going to follow this change in the lifestyle and the mindset that you follow. This conversation is really, really impactful for me at least, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be for everyone who's listening. It was indeed a pleasure to have you on the show and listen to your story of unbreaking yourself from the wall and taking that leap of faith, right? So, like, we're really, really grateful for you uh, joining this conversation with us. That, like, we genuinely learned a lot. We understood that uh, hashtag Johnson Words of Wisdom isn't only on LinkedIn, but in real life, it has a much greater impact, right? So, that, like, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for joining us here. Of course. Thank you for having me. And definitely connect on LinkedIn. Uh, if you guys are interested in working with us, partnerships at onesulting.com or hello at onesulting.com. So check us out. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Just like Jonathan's story, success does not come overnight. It's a marathon. And as always, remember, let walls be made of bricks, not humans. Thank you.